Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time to groove with Groovy with an all-time great Razorback quarterback. Takes it, cuts inside to the 10 to the 5, he'll score. Touchdown. Quinn Groovy showing the great athletic ability, did it his way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst Quinn Groovy. Groovin' with Groovy is brought to you by Bell & Sward at 1011 Oak Street in Conway. From boots to suits, they have everything for the best-dressed man. Now, let's groove. Let's groove. All right, let's bring him in. Hello, Quinn. What's going on, fellas? How are y'all today? Buddy, we're good. good. We're good. Uh, trying to get a little optimism in this fan base here. What What would you answer the question like? I guess you got to answer the same way that 60% of our listeners do. Arkansas wins by double digits as a six-point favorite, or they lose? What do you think is more likely? <laughs> they win. Yeah. They win by 10. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. Now, now that the tough one's out of the way. There you go. Listen, <laughs> we have seen fight from this team every week, Quinn, and at varying times we've seen some pretty good execution as well. What do you think it is about this team that keeps them going after a five-game losing streak? Because I don't see any quitting these guys. I'm so impressed with that part of it. And I know for those of you who are like, moral victory, moral victory. Listen, you can stick your sorries in a sack, mister. I don't want to hear it. It is commendable, and you could still be disappointed in the outcome, but it is a commendable performance as far as effort they're putting on. Oh, 100%. I mean, you can see that. And, and they know that they're playing in in big football games. And when you're dealing with student athletes that want to go to the next level, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a two-pronged approach, in my opinion. One, they care about their staff. They care about their teammates. And that's why they continue to compete. But when you play against a team against Alabama uh, like that on a national stage, you have an opportunity to improve your draft stock. And so – uh, I, I think it's it's love for the university, the coaches, and the players, but it's also an opportunity to improve your draft stock. And so if you let go of the rope, I mean, GMs and, and, and people are going to be looking at that. So I think I think that's a, a natural progression. You want to play for your school and your teammates first and foremost and your family, but then you are also playing for what, you, what every kid wants to do, which is play in the NFL. So putting good stuff on tape really makes a difference. So that, by that rationale, Landon Jackson made himself a lot of money last week. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, it helped. Yeah. Now there's a there's a deal where you where where you know media and people look at what happened last week and they, they they'll use recency against you. I mean, just like with Caleb Williams uh, at USC, throws three picks and everybody's going, "Oh my gosh, should he not be the first pick of the NFL draft?" I mean, there's always stuff like that that you've got to work through. But anytime you get a chance to put great stuff on tape uh, that shows you're competing at a high level. Uh, that's that's really one of the motivating factors that you can use with a team that's um, you know that's on a on a losing streak. We didn't get to see because the TV angle was poor, but Dominion in the fourth quarter uh, looked like he may have had a hole. You got you had a great view from up top. If Dominion doesn't trip over the feet of his offensive lineman, what happens on that play? That's first down, probably for sure. I mean, but. Um, you know, the, the hole popped open and man, boy, I tell you, you just never know what could have happened, uh, had he been able to keep his feet, but he didn't. Um, I mean, I think it was a nice play call right there. You dial it up, uh, the defensive end gets all the way up the field, really trying to deal with KJ. Debean can slide right up under him and, uh, man, it just, it just didn't work. I mean, uh, but if he, if, if, if he keeps his feet, it's, it's a first down, I'm, you know, I don't. 
I don't, I mean, I, I mean, some people say it's probably a touchdown or whatever. I'm like, I didn't see that, but I, I, I saw a lot of green grass that have given Arkansas uh, some momentum. What do you, th- what do you expect out of Rocket the rest of the year? Do you expect to see him this year? That's a great question. That is, that is uh, the million dollar question. And uh, I think uh, with Rocket, uh, he's trying to make sure that he's 100% healthy. He's trying to work through some things. And you play with him, this, with, uh, play without him this entire season. So I think they're accustomed to doing it. There's no doubt that when you got a guy that's rushed for over 1,400 yards in the SEC in the previous season, uh, he could help you. Uh, but, you know, if he's not 100% healthy then and he can't protect himself the way he needs to, then you want to make sure that you you err with that. And I've heard some of the other comparisons about, um, you know, from Nick to to um, what was the other what was the running back the other running back that we had that set out. Um, golly, he came from junior college. Um, came from a you know it was it was Nick, uh, uh, last chance you the guy. Oh my God! Are you oh, with me? Yeah, um, Raheem Boyd. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I've heard all kinds of comparisons about that, but uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things where he just got to make sure that he can protect himself out when he's out there, and I think that that's really the the, the biggest thing for him. But I don't, I don't know, Wes. I mean, that's a I I really don't know. Uh, I haven't talked to Rocket. Uh, I don't know what he's thinking. Uh, I didn't talk to Sam uh, about that either, so uh, I, I really don't know. Quinn Groby joining us. Thanks to Bill and Swart on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Take me inside the mind of a quarterback and the need for a go-to guy. You know, when we have Clint on, he always talks about Anthony Lucas, and I don't know who your go-to guy was per se, but, you know, we're still kind of trying to establish that. There's some guys that have some have had some promising moments for Arkansas receiver. I'm really excited, and I was before – more so even with has, but the tight ends are showing some signs. They get targeted twice, and both the catches went over 20 yards last week. But you got to love what you've seen out of Washington the last couple of weeks, and obviously Gums showed it at North Texas. And when they've gone to him, he's made some plays. Obviously the one play was, you know, K.J. running around like a wild man and throwing guys off him yeah. and then delivering the ball, and then Gums doing the rest. But I love the tight ends. I mean, do you expect to see more of them involved in the play uh, play calling here in the future? Well, 100% on the tight end aspect of it. And my go-to guy was a guy named Derek Russell from Little Rock Central. Uh, he could he could flat out run and make plays. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I thought the tight end position was really starting to ascend with Haz. And, um, and then Washington comes in. You know, Gums has caught a lot of balls as well. You know, in a Dan Enos offense, he really wants to utilize those tight ends at a high level. And if you got three tight ends like that that you can put on the field that can be a mismatch from a pass-catching standpoint – that that gives you a, a lot of problems and uh but yeah having a go-to guy first and foremost really helps a quarterback out and then secondly some people would say if you don't have a go-to guy then that means you go through the progressions and and let uh the defense dictate where the ball is going to go i believe that the go-to guy means a lot of different count on getting the proper depth when we're running a route it's a guy that i can count on coming back to the football and getting from that defensive back and that's a, uh, and, and, and making a catch. And it's a guy that I can count on throwing the football down to the, down the sideline and basically saying, this is a 50, 50 ball. Either you're going to get it or nobody's going to get it. And so the go-to guy has a lot of, lot of, um, levels and a lot of things that they have to do. I still believe the go-to guy right now is Armstrong. I think has was going to be the guy, but I think Armstrong is going to, um, to really help you with that. Uh, Washington is a guy that all he does is just, 
catch touchdowns. I mean, he's, all he does is just be productive when he's in the football game. So I can really see him um, um, adding value as, as well. But I think Armstrong has got to be the guy on the outside because not only are you looking for consistency from your wide receiver position, but you're looking for somebody that can give you chunk plays in the passing game. Mm-hmm. On the defensive side with Paul out, I thought the linebackers played really well in his absence. They made a lot of uh, good tackles. Man, this 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 linebacking core, I, I think is really really good. And I think we we talked about this, and I said early on, when you look at these linebackers, uh, you know you know Grant Morgan and Bumper Pool, those guys were very very good. They were always going to be in the right spots. This is a group of linebackers that are going to be in the right spots, and if they happen to not be in the right spot, they can get back into the right spot. Uh, very athletic, very very physical, can cover. Uh, can run sideline to sideline, and there's not that many of them now, but uh, it's one of those things where I think that this this linebacking core is having so much success, and I don't think that defensive front is getting enough credit because of what they're doing to eat up blocks to allow those guys to run free. I mean, you got a guy, Jaheim Thomas, and I think he's leading the the SEC in tackles. And so, um, you know, one of the Arkansas linebackers, you know, over the last three or four years has always been up there in that 100-tackle category, and I think we'll have another one as well. Uh, Quinn, let me ask you about Mississippi State. Let's turn the page to them now. So, I mean, Arkansas trying to break a five-game losing streak, and the best thing we could find about them was they don't get penalized very often, and their coach is super boring, and so I had to shut his uh, clip off earlier because I was just about to fall asleep. So what uh, what are some advantages you want to see Arkansas you know, get on with uh, with the Bulldogs this weekend? Other than, obviously, they need to win the game any which way they can. Yeah, this is a, this is to me, this is a mindset game for both teams, really. You know, there are going to be times where, you know, there are certain things that happen in a football game where you go, oh, God, here he goes again. And then do we give in to that and, you know, let the rope go or not let the rope go, but not make the play that we need to make following that, that thought that we have. I think Arkansas and Mississippi State are both in that same position. These are two teams that are looking for a win in a big way. But the question for Mississippi State is, will, will, will Rogers play? Try to say that three times in mm-hmm. a row. Um, will he play? And if he does, I mean, you know, he's one of the most prolific passers in the uh in the sec and uh but the thing about it is i think you can see some of the same growing pains that he uh, that kj is having in a new offense that will rogers is having it takes a while to learn an offense and will rogers has not been um as dominant as he has been over the the course of his career i mean the guy's only averaging 212 yards if mike leach was here you know god rest his soul it would be 400 yards Mm -hmm. a game Mm -hmm. you know throwing and so he's working through some things if you don't have a Will Rogers, then they got to go to Mike Wright. And that guy, he's more of a dual threat guy. Hadn't hadn't thrown the football a whole lot, 8 of 11 on the season, but he's completing 72% of his passes. I, you know, I hadn't seen the highlights yet or the, the tape. I'm going to take a look at that tonight. I don't know if that's bubble screens or if that's anything dynamic, but he's averaging 10, 10 yards per uh, per game. So um, it's – it's uh, it's all about the quarterback position. I think it's all going to be about KJ and uh, and the quarterback at Mississippi State. And if we can keep that quarterback in check and not allow Marks to run the football, then Arkansas definitely has a great opportunity for success. And I think that if you if you happen to see Mike Wright, he's he's more of a dual threat guy. And I think what you what you know playing against Alabama last week really helps you because Milrow is the same type of guy. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, very good. Quinn, thank you for the time, my friend. Thanks to Bell and Sward, looking sharp, and uh, we appreciate you. All right, fellas. Y'all take care. All right, buddy. That is Quinn Grovey on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline.